Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. talk about great rock and roll trios that doesn't get mentioned nearly enough it's these group of individuals king's x as always like to encourage need to uh go deeper in their catalog there 639-4900 is the Baker Team Hotline. Text line 744-2990. Hope you're well wherever you might be. Tim Thomas scheduled to join us coming up 835. We have our brackets up and running, by the way. We want you to join. It's always a lot of fun. We'll have some stuff a uh, couple different ways. We have the, the big bracket coming up. Do I need bracket music? I need bracket music, Don. Let me try. Let me. Here we go. Let me. Uh, I'm going to be very cliche here. This is us uh, programming the show as we do things because this is what we do. Uh, let's see here. Is this it? Yeah. There's only one version for me of the well, what will now be the NCAA song that you hear going forward for I don't know for a long, long time, and that is one shining moment. It's here. And for me, it's Teddy Pendergrass. Here we go. It's got to be the Teddy Pendergrass original. Don't know what in the holy hell the Jennifer Hudson year was, but Luther's, yeah, it's okay. Keon Brown and I will always disagree. But here's the original from China. Here we go. The ball is tipped. There's 
The NCAA basketball tournament, March Madness, is here, and it means it's time to fill out your bracket. Go to WRDRadio.com for a chance to win our basketball bracket challenge. If you finish anywhere in the top ten, you get a $25 McAdoo's gift certificate. It's a big prize, though, if you win the whole thing. A 55-inch 4K smart TV worth $700 trillion. <clears throat> the deadline to submit your picks is Thursday. That's the 16th at noon before the first game. Get all the details about the basketball bracket challenge right now at WRDRadio.com. Brought to you by Badcock Home Furniture and more. We also have it for you. The one through the show, we're going to have some fun, is the uh, Facebook version. You'll see there it's pinned to the top along with our women's bracket. That'll be an opportunity to win some T-shirts. We'll have some other certificates for you to win. But we're doing a couple different ones. The big one, though, is uh, the first one. You have to go to WRADradio.com. Little Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, see? Again, I don't have a problem at all with... uh, Like, I don't dislike... Luther Vandross. Now I have people going, wait a minute, there's two different versions? (laughs) Yes, yes, you have Teddy. Hang on, hang on. All right, here we go. Now Luther's showed up, I want to say 2016. Is that right? Here we go. See, it's already a little different there. All right, this is the Luther Vandross version. A little jazzed up there a little bit, right? I like Luther though. The ball is tipped, and there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting. Now this is the Keon Brown choice. I'm going with the original, I'm going with Pendergrass. But now it's Nothing wrong with this version. Alright? Nothing wrong. But yeah, there are two different ones, and I think I'm not sure which one they play now. I really don't. I don't know if they go back and forth or if they just play this one. I don't know if they pay homage to Teddy Pendergrass. I don't know. Just never play the Jennifer Hudson one ever again. <laughs> that was an experiment that failed miserably. But there you go. No, Wayne, I'm not playing the Natalie Imbruglia version. Let's hope that never happened. (laughs) Can you imagine? That would make everybody... No one would ever watch another college basketball game if there were a Natalie Imbruglia one-shining moment. Be the least watched tournament ever. (laughs) Uh, All right, Virginia Tech's in the NIT. They travel to Cincinnati on the 15th. That's a 9 o'clock. Oh, boy, another late start for Mike Burnham. And people are upset. I've had several text messages. Why in the world didn't Tech get a home game? Well, they didn't win the bid. They tried. It's not on Tech. They gave it a shot. They chose Cincinnati. Cincinnati's the number four seed. Top four seeds in each of those brackets. In other words, you have... 32 teams, and you have four seeds on each side. 
And Cincinnati's hosting. They wanted to host, so they're hosting. So, Landers Nolly is also on that Cincinnati team. And if Tech wins, they get the winner of Rutgers Hofstra on the other side of the bracket. Clemson's got Moorhead State. Clemson is the number one seed. Liberty gets a three seed after they came up short in the A-Sun championship game. And that's your NIT bracket. Tech women, number one seed. They will have two games at the Castle. They get to open up with Chattanooga on the 17th. That's Friday. Then they get the winner of USC and South Dakota State if they take care of business against the Mocs. Or that be the Lady Mocs. Congratulations to Kenny Brooks. He anticipated this when we had him on the show last week. And Tech earned that number one seed. South Carolina, Indiana, Stanford, Virginia Tech, number one seeds in the women's bracket. Maryland, Utah, Iowa, and UConn, number two seeds. I want to see Tech end up playing UConn, and I want to see Kenny Brooks run Gino Ariema completely out of the gym. That's that's what I want to see. <laughs> Iowa's a dangerous number two. Tech avoided Iowa being in the same bracket. That's probably advantageous. They're a really good team on the ladies' side. And then, of course, on the men's bracket, The best event that we have in American sports is the NCAA basketball tournament. And through all the criticisms about the the picks and so forth, by the way, how in the world does Seth Davis, how does he get a job sitting on a set with CBS? Ooh. Any event. (laughs) just Alabama your number one overall seed Houston Kansas and Purdue Seth Davis could not believe that Houston was sent to Kansas City instead of the Kansas Jayhawks I don't think Seth Davis understands Kansas City's in Missouri, whereas Kansas, the school, is in Lawrence, Kansas. Maybe he gets a little confused. Actually, he's confused a lot. But lots of criticism being directed at Joe Lenardi this year, and it's amazing to me some of the things that I have seen, how bad his bracket was. He was incorporating his arguments, cutting and pasting from last year. And people calling him out on it. It was not a good year for Lenardi. I don't know how he ended up on his picks. But between that and having the College of Charleston as a last four out, even though they had just won their tournament, their conference tournament, started me thinking, wow. And then people were picking out how 
He had Duke listed twice yesterday. (laughs) Just little things like that. When that's your only job, the only thing you do, he has one job. His one job, whether you agree with him or not, is to make bracketology come to life again every year. And it's a large part because of him that this whole thing's exploded the way that it has. He was on the show last year, and he talked about that. And I know a lot of people don't like him. I don't have any feeling one way or the other. He was very nice when he was on the show. He seemed like an okay guy. He seemed like, yes, a guy who's um, not necessarily a sports-minded gentleman, but he does pour himself into the brackets. But this year... He really dropped the ball. And ESPN, I'm not shocked. Um, well, I mean, that just that's what happens. That's what happens. They don't pay attention and they don't they don't figure it out. But he was using quad wins from last season as an argument for some teams. It was retweeted. People were calling him out for it. Um, People criticizing Greg Gumbel mightily today. I mean, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It wasn't a good selection day for CBS. It wasn't a very good selection show. And he's getting criticized because of the way he worded the whole Alabama Brandon Miller situation saying, hey, Alabama sidestepped a situation involving criminal activity. He was not charged. And they are here as the number one overall seed. People thought that was insensitive, but then again, people were um, offended by every little thing. I don't really care how he handled that as much as I do. The overall production is bad. I mean, I don't know if we want to hear from the people they have on there anymore. I don't want to hear from Seth Davis ever. Right? I just... Clark Kellogg... I don't believe Clark Kellogg needs anybody else on set. Like, I would just have Clark Kellogg on there. I have nothing against Jay Wright, but they don't really utilize him because Seth Davis takes up all the time to talk. You know, it was just a crowded, I don't know. Or just have Clark and Jay Wright, right? I mean, you can have Greg Gumbel do his thing, although he didn't have a good performance yesterday. Or how about this? It's all under the same umbrella. How about just letting the NBA TNT set where they come on and admit that they don't really follow college basketball as closely as they do the NBA. I guarantee you, if you have Ernie Johnson Jr., Chuck, Kenny the Jet, and Shaq on a set breaking down the brackets as they're revealed, that's going to be a whole lot more entertaining than what we saw yesterday out of CBS in the official reveal. Have those guys be the guys. Would anybody argue with that? I would enjoy that thoroughly because none of them would have really any ties to any schools. They would just be talking, you know, like we are about the whole tournament. I think that would be the way to go. If you want to improve at CBS, just throw in your NBA on TNT set. Let those guys do it. 
I think that'd be awesome. But, you know. How quickly before Jay Wright, by the way, is going to feel the coaching itch and have to be on the sideline again? There's no way he's staying in TV, right? (laughs) There's no way that he's just going to stay out of it now. I mean, I know it sounds like a good idea a couple years, but that guy is going to be back in coaching. He is. Not that he's bad at TV. They just don't give him enough to do. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back 22 minutes past the hour here on this Monday coming out of college basketball weekend. March Madness is now set. The tournament brackets are out. We'll see how all of our local teams do. The Tech women, Tech men in the NIT, and the Radford men in the CBI. You're not off the leash yet. We're happy to have you with us and hope you'll come back often. Big Dog Sports Talk will be right back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on WRAD. Picking up the pieces of my sweet shattered dream. Kind of like North Carolina basketball. <laughs> Sorry. Tim Thomas in about eight minutes. So Jeremy writes in, he goes, hey, what's up with the weather guys trying to take a victory lap for this weekend? Did you get any snow where you are? Uh, not really, Jeremy. We had a brief a brief morning period where some stuff was falling for a little while. It stopped before 9 where I live in Reiner, and it never came back. So I, I had nothing on my grass, on my walk. From about 1 or 2 on, it was all gone. So no, yeah, there's no victory lap. I know they're trying to say, hey, measurable snow finally happened. The shutout's over. Well, not where I live. I don't know where the highest amounts may have fallen around here, up in Wythe County maybe. I don't know how much you may have had. So there might be certain areas that now have measurable snow they can say happened in 2022-23. But, hey, right? Right? <laughs> Uh, Rodney says, hey, I'd rather pick up the pieces as a Carolina fan than be an average program. Well, maybe they are kind of average, Rodney. Maybe that's why they're not playing anywhere. (laughs) That's the other side of it. (laughs) (coughs) Hubert Davis under heavy criticism after that statement came out yesterday. All right. Heavy criticism. Um... Really, and a lot from Carolina people. Not just I'm not talking about people outside of it looking in. I'm talking about Carolina people. You go look at the go look at the comments on that uh, North Carolina basketball post on Twitter. Not good. No, Leo cannot bring the snow machine to my house, Wayne. That cannot happen. Oh, imagine how distraught he had to be. I mean, they were very confident. They, I mean, I saw. Saturday night, I was seeing predictions of three to five inches of snow in our area. And I'm thinking, come on, just just stop. Just stop. And it may have snowed off and on for three to five minutes. I don't know. Wasn't wasn't here long. I do know that. <laughs> Tim Thomas joins us. We'll talk about the Tech women and their draw and what he sees 
sees them doing going forward. Tech men in the NIT. Go join our WR80.com bracket. It's up. If you win the whole thing, you get a 55-inch 4K smart TV. All right. Rolling along here, final segment on a Monday. Coming up. Five minutes for the top of the hour here on this Monday. Hope you're doing well. Text lines open 744-2990. Anything that might be on your mind. Bracket time is up and running. We got it ready for you. The basketball bracket coming to WRADradio.com. Chance to win the basketball bracket challenge. If you finish in the top 10, you get $25 worth of Magadoo's gift certificates. If you win the big prize... It's a 55-inch 4K smart TV. The deadline to submit your picks is Thursday, March 16th. Again, WRADradio.com. Or join the ones as well, which is separate on our uh, Facebook page. We have a men's and women's bracket for you. As you get ready to rock and roll and uh, celebrate uh, Tech Women being a number one seed. Joining us now to talk about that from the Tech Lunch Pail, it's Tim Thomas. Tim, how are you? Good morning. Rick, I am doing excellent. Hope you are as well. We had your three of the greatest weeks of the calendar. Oh, I'll tell you sports. what. Oh, it's the greatest uh, greatest event we have in sports here in this country, and let's hope that they don't mess with it going forward. Uh, but uh, let's talk about the Tech women. Uh, expected to get the number one seed. They did. What do you think of the draw? A couple games in Blacksburg, and they'll get the winner, assuming they take care of business against Chattanooga, of USC and South Dakota State. Yeah, um, the committee was uh, not exactly uh, congratulations. Here's a nice, you know, softer draw for being your first number one C. I mean, hey, hey, bring the sledgehammer out. Um, that region is loaded. And it starts with Tech. I mean, that's part of why this region is loaded is because Tech is really, really good. Um, they are a legit number one seed that can get to the Final Four, even through this region, which includes UConn as the two a UConn program that has been in every Final Four since 2007. That was the last time they weren't. Uh, Ohio State is a three-seed, a team that was a top-five team for much of the season until some struggles in Big Ten play, the four being Tennessee. You know, we saw Tech and Tennessee face off over. That could be a Sweet 16. Iowa State is one of the top 10, top 10 or 12 all-time scorers in women's hoops. Um, North Carolina at six. We've seen how good the Tar Heels are. Baylor is a seven-seed in this. Um, USC is eight. South Dakota State at nine is a man. Does that remind me a little of the, you know, that really good mid major like we saw last year when Tech as a five open against a twelve Florida Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, this region's loaded. Um, I don't think there's a tougher region out there. I'm not. I'm not sure if it's that close. Which, you know, that's a discussion for another day of how the committee put through this together. Uh, but look. It's, it's a tough region, but this is a team that has shown they are more than capable. I mean, when you win 11 straight, including the ACC tournament, in what has proven to at least be the deepest, if not the best, conference in America, I mean, you are more than ready. Now, people are going to talk about tournament experience. I, I, 
the fact they went on the first round last year, forgetting that the year before they did get a win in the NCAA tournament and then, you know, faced a tough opponent, Baylor, did not go well in that case. But this team, it's not like this team has zero, has only one game of experience. Uh, this team has some experience. Could that be a concern, though? I, I, maybe, but this is also a very old basketball team that does have a lot of just old players who've been around the game for a while. Um, may not be tournament experience, but this is an ex- old, experienced team that's seen a whole lot. I agree. I think in playing all those ranked teams down the stretch and just the way they really flex their muscle in that tournament, I mean, we had Liz on, and she said, you know, we want to play Miami. That's who we want to start out with. They beat us. And you could tell by that mentality – they just went on that tour, you know. They were just uh, embraced every game that they played, and I think that they're they're just knowing how they are. And Coach Brooks was on with us last Friday. I mean, I think this team understands how good it is, and uh, they understand there's a lot of work to be done. But I tell you one thing, Tim, it's going to be great to see what kind of response Tech fan gives this team in those two games in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, I am looking forward. To it. it should be absolutely electric on Friday and Sunday inside Castle Coliseum. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to side cats, I'll tell you that. And I think good on – I mean, I assume this, it's not a shocker. I think that they, they made sure to get this set up. But how fantastic it is that you're going to have 1,500 student tickets. Um, the 1,500 students are going to be in the building. Um, that number didn't get shaved down to like a 500. I mean, that's the full – Old-art thing in terms of the castle's 9,000 capacity in terms of student section. So that's going to be fantastic as well. Um, it should be a tremendous environment. It should be a great celebration of this team. And obviously, uh, you know, the committee is a the committee is a fascinating thing sometimes. And you get some fascinating matchups, like uh, the fact that Kenny Brooks has taken on his old assistant uh, for the first round. That, that is something else. That, that gives us in the media some fodder to talk about for the 116th matchup. Absolutely. Um, it gives us something to talk about because otherwise it's probably going to be a route, you know. I mean, good for Chattanooga, good for Sean Poppy and what he's done in his first season at Chattanooga. They, they get his team to the tournament. Um, but I tell you this, I'm very intrigued. Like I said, that 8-9 game, especially the 9 South Dakota State. Very intrigued. Not to underestimate USC, but South Dakota State falls the only three games. They've been a top 25 team most, pretty much all for much of the season. Um, the Summit League's not that bad. It's a, it's a pretty decent mid-major league for women's hoops as well. And South Dakota State's got a great reputation. That's not an easy game. And then, like I said, you might have an Iowa State or, more likely, Tennessee. Looming the Sweet 16, which is a rematch on, but they're not 100%. Um and then a UConn or Ohio State or North Carolina or Baylor in the Elite Eight. Um, probably UConn, we had the pick. But it, it's not an easy road. But this this first opening weekend should be an excellent celebration to set the stage uh, for a deep run. And a run that may, that absolutely, the Mount State made, this team can absolutely get to the Final Four. Um, I've said it for months, and even with the draw they got, they absolutely can get to the Final Four. The biggest thing that matters is this. They are not in the same region as South Carolina. Any team that's not knows that they can get to Dallas. Any top team that's not knows they can get to Dallas. And that's the big, that's the big thing. Um, if you're a Tech fan, is you can beat these teams. Not to say they couldn't beat South Carolina. They could. That's a whole lot harder of a challenge than any other matchup. So. Tim Thomas joining us on the program from the Tech Lunch Pail. And on the men's side, um, I know that Mike Young wanted an NIT uh, invitation. He got one, and they'll hit the road. 
Landers Nolly awaiting, and all the folks at Cincinnati as the Bearcats and the Hokies will get it on. What do you think about Tech's draw on the NIT? Yeah, I think the biggest surprise for me, I thought it seemed like they were looking at some NIT bracketologists and stuff. I thought they were going to host, um, to be honest. I thought they were going to get one of those top four seeds and then they would have hosted on Tuesday or Wednesday in Castle against somebody. I'm a little surprised that they didn't, um, to be honest. But you know what? When you are playing on the first day of your, your conference tournament, you, you open yourself up if you get in the field to be going on the road um, Cincinnati. And so, like I said, you, it's a fascinating matchup. Landers Dolly, obviously, is going to be the headline. But these are two coaches that have played a ton against each other. Uh, Mike Young being at Wofford and Wes Miller, the head coach of Cincinnati, being previously at UNC Greensboro, part of some of those really good Southern Conference years, or both those programs were really good. Um, Mike has the edge over Wes Miller, but um, that's part of it as well. These coaches have seen each other before. It's like sometimes when we see the Tech Wake Forest match where we see Mike Young and Steve Forbes who coached against each other plenty before. Um, Mike Young and Wes Miller have faced off plenty of times before. Um, which should make it for a fascinating matchup um, between these two teams. And so, you know, it'll be interesting, like I said, what this tech team, how they respond. Obviously, I think it's, I, I do agree with Mike, though. I, I think it's a great opportunity, especially for a guy like Ronnie Rice, who hasn't played a lot this year, to get more experience. You can start to see the glimpses more and more. And I think any more games you can get him, more games you get MJ Collins, more games you can get Lynn Kidd, especially postseason games that you get some of these guys uh, who may not have any or barely any actual postseason playing time, uh, regardless of the stage, is always a benefit. Always going to be a benefit for your program. Um, I know that's not the philosophy of those down in Chapel Hill, but I, I think it 100% makes sense. And look, why not? If you have the, if your team wants it, which this team definitely does, or you want to play one more post, you know, play for one more postseason title, even if it's not the big one. Why not get the experience? You know, it's not like this is going to be stopping you from recruiting the transfer portal or anything like that. I mean, I've, I've already reported one. I mean, they're already getting after the transfer portal, which, by the way, is going to pick up anyway here soon because I think the portal's fully open today um, for anyone. So get ready for chaos to begin on the basketball front in terms of portal. But, um, yeah, it's not going to get in the way of that. So why not go play some more basketball, see what you can do and you know, but it's the fact that somehow someone thought it was a good idea to move the NIT out of MSG um, to Vegas. I, I don't know who in their right mind, unless MSG kicked them out. I'm not sure who in their right mind thought that was a good idea, but that's, that's a debate for another day. Tim Thomas joining us on the program. He, of course, is the editor of the Tech Lunch Pail. All right, switching sports now. A um, little thing called spring football practice gets underway this week, and Virginia Tech has still not officially named two very important position coaches. What's the latest you're hearing about that, and how concerned should Tech fan be, Tim, as we head in now the final few days before practice starts? Well, you can use something. Let's be honest. You kind of could use something. You can fill some gaps to some extent, but especially the offensive line, you need to know who's coaching that. Um, because there's philosophies and things like that that are so much more stringent on the offensive line that you got to get going here. Because it's probably, let's be honest, it's probably going to be a shift. How big of a shift? Probably not. Playing as low, is probably not too big of a style and technique. And, but there, there's some shifts that, you know, you got to get that room up to speed on. Um, you know, because it's just the unfortunate timing uh, of, of this. And so, 
it seems like this. Uh, it, what I've heard about a week ago or so, and it's kind of gone radio silence a little, but hey, like I said, it seems like running back is going to be a spot where Tech is going to fill. It seems like Stu Holt might move to tight end. I mean, Tyler Bowen's going to move to the offensive line or quarterback. So we'll see where um, from there. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to – it seems like very possible that they would do the thing that we see half of schools in the country do with moving the quarterbacks. But the guy's coached off at the line and coached quarterbacks. Um, that's, that's a discussion for another day once it's finalized. But, you know, we'll see. i, I got to think something's going to happen the next day or so. Um, spring practice starting Thursday. you got to think they're, they got to have something in place um, by Thursday, even if it's – even if there's only one of the two spots they have in place, you got to have something. Um, you got to have at least started and fill it out. Um, but ideally, this needs to be done before before spring practice starts. This week. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I we'll, agree. We'll find out. Hopefully, hopefully, we're not wondering who when we're talking next week. Well, maybe the announcement comes out today. I don't know. I mean, the coaches were gone on vacation, and uh, I just feel like that's one quarterbacks coach. Okay. Tyler Bowen can work with the quarterbacks, but this whole offensive line thing, the shift from Joe Rudolph to whomever is going to be, I think, a little tricky. And I think it takes a little more time, like you're saying. But I'm guessing Coach Pry has a plan, and maybe he already has his guy, and we just haven't heard about it yet. I don't know. We'll see, though, because Tech fans are very concerned. I do know that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. It. Look, it's not the – let's be honest, the timing of both of these things happen. Clearly, Notre Dame decides the not spend on a buyout for the Utah offensive coordinator, but since they had the extra money, I guess they decided to spend it on a salary for Joe Rudolph. And Tech just couldn't stay up in the end. The side of it, you know, you have a coach who gets a power five off of the coordinator job offer, you're not going to stop that. The unfortunate part is the timing. That's just the unfortunate part. Um, with the NFL, like I said, poaching some and causing some dominoes and ripples here, um, the unfortunate part is just the timing of that this March. And you also have business now. Like, so that's the other part of it is you want these in place before your recruiting business fully get back up and going. They posted a few kids. Um, it seems like there, there's going to be a lot of kids on campus this spring. It seems like this Saturday is going to be kind of the first bigger junior day of the spring. Um, look at the names I already have on my list. So that's another thing that you want that guy in place for is, um, is that junior day. You want those guys in place not just for the positional side of it, but also for the recruiting territory side of it. Um, we're just going to be an important part of it as well as having those, you know, the regions that those guys are going to take, um, those guys being ready to start meeting the, the recruits in those areas as well, and they're going to probably play a big role on immediately. Um, so there's a lot of things to this that are going to be important for getting this done this week. Um, it's, it's too fast to both the coaching and the recruiting. Um, the X's and O's and the... Uh, and the Billy's Joe's, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see, and hopefully those questions will be answered sooner than later. And if any news breaks, you can find it all at the Tech Lunch Pail. Tim, thank you very much for your time as always, man. Appreciate it, Rick. Three best weeks. Here we go. Here we go. It's here. It's here. That's uh, Tim Thomas from the uh, Tech Lunch Pail. And, again, he'll keep you updated on everything going on with uh, the Tech women, the Tech men, and the NIT, and then, of course, Everybody's waiting the announcement of the new coaches on the staff, and we'll see if that comes maybe today as a practice gets underway on Thursday. It's- All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, wrap up the show. A lot going on here on this Monday.
take the big dog for a walk. Oh, just the people I'd want walking around all licked up. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anywhere with the TuneIn app. More BDSD next on WRAD. We are wrapping it up here on a Monday. Thanks to uh, Marva and Tim Thomas for joining us tomorrow. We'll have Mike Burnup, Jermaine Farrell, and uh, David Smith. NFL free agency opens officially, what, a couple days away, but today the legal tampering period. I don't understand why they just don't open it today officially. 10 a.m. Eastern time, so you start to see some big dominoes fall free agency-wise, and uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Big trade over the weekend. Jalen Ramsey goes from the Rams to the Dolphins for very little. Uh, we'll get into that as well with David tomorrow. Uh, don't forget to go join our um, tournament challenge on WR- at WRD.com. First place gets a 55-inch 4K smart TV. The deadline's Thursday the 16th. We also have our Brackets up on the uh, BDST Facebook page, so go join that as well. Men and women, we're doing a women's one this year because Tech obviously deserves to be celebrated as a number one overall seed. Uh, We had one of our listeners uh, who's driving, trying to get through the interstate on 81 North, says there's a big backup. The first Radford exit, well, whichever way you're coming, um, 109 near the hospital. So apparently there's a backup there on 81 North. So keep that in mind. You might want to look for an alternate route if indeed uh, you're in a hurry this morning. Great stuff today coming out of the weekend. We'll break down the brackets in further detail as we go along this week. And, of course, I'll go through my picks and, again, have them done. And one bracket every year, somebody just asked, no, I don't do a bunch of different brackets and, Games I'm not sure about, change them now. One bracket, and then we're done. We don't we don't do any jumping around here. No bracket jumping on this program. All right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your Monday as best you can. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Stay safe.
us here at News Center 4. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.